As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, guys. It's Watt Harris here another Panther Rants podcast. Well, it is, um, it's Monday. Monday after a victory Saturday. Uh, ooh, hopefully they're live. Sorry, people, I'm driving past an accident, driving past an exit that's, uh, blocked off because there's a bad accident and the cars are like, they're all mangled. I hope the people are all right. But I wish them well and hope they're all right. So it's a Monday after a uh, Panther victory. Pitt moves up to three and three overall, two one the ACC, and they're still in the race for the ACC Coastal, which has become probably one of the most dysfunctional divisions in uh, college football, probably. Maybe not as dysfunctional as the, as the Big Twelve, whereas. They don't have divisions. They just have a 10-team league. And the top two play for the championship. Which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, but that's how the Big 12 wanted to do things because for whatever reason, they get what they want no matter what. Really, they should have... Because here's the thing. They didn't want to expand anymore or add any more teams... Because they don't want to share any more money, basically. So they got rid of the whole clause that you had to have at least twelve teams for a you know for a conference championship. Which you know what kind of helps pin which really helps which really you know was thank God this happened after the fact, not before pick on the ACC because we would ne- we would never be in, a, in any other you know major conference ever. But who knows? I mean. uh if you think about it, the Big 12 was interested in Pitt before Pitt went to the ACC. Pitt was a, um, you know, a contender for it. So we probably would have ended up in the Big 12 anyway. But the ACC obviously makes a lot more sense. And, you know, I would have loved to have West Virginia, you know, in the conference. But, you know, they landed somewhere. And I think at one point I remember it was well they were play their hand I remember as you know Pitt all, you know Pitt had it out you know you invite to the Big Twelve and tried to take West Virginia with them at the time and West Virginia was still trying to play for the SEC and I guess all of our luck was billing and dealing and he just never played his hand and next thing you know he was they were stuck for a bit. And it was really fun to see their fans panic a lot because, it, you know, in the days of the, of the message boards, they were they were just talking about, oh, you know, we got to do what's best for us, you know, too bad for Pitt, ha ha. And then when we got our ACC, the next thing you know, we come out of nowhere with the, with the ACC invite, they bitched and moaned up the storm, and 
Yeah. Anyways, guys, as far as the game goes, initially it looked bleak. Syracuse, uh, you know, started the start of the game off passing all over us, getting their guys in the space, moving the ball around left to right, and it looked like it was going to be one of the, one of those days. Well, it kind of was, but Pitt, I guess you know, they, Pitt was down seven nothing early, and Pitt had a nice drive. But of course, we did that little end around, that little jet sweep type thing, and it, you know, shocky jockey fumbled it, and Syracuse got the recovery. Next thing you know, they were up fourteen nothing before he knew it. But then you know, Pitt you know obviously answered back. Quadrilson had a hell of a run. And then, of course, you know the strip sack from you know, from Dane Jackson. Next, you know, before you knew, we we're up fourteen, you know, fourteen, fourteen. The defense, uh, the defense, uh, what's it called? It seemed to settle down. Pitt took a lead in the half, and then, of course, Pitt extended the lead, to start the half. And then, um, you know, of course, the rain happened. Pitt had delay, and I think I think a lot of ways that delay could have kind of hurt Pitt a bit because it gave Syracuse some time to rest up and figure things out. And Lord, if you know it, at one point Syracuse was up thirty four twenty seven. Then Pitt would tie it, and then uh, and of course, you know, we got the overtime and. What's it called? Pitt would score, which was awesome. And then Syracuse, I guess, uh, I have no idea. I mean, it really wasn't a bad call because Pitt's, you know, at the time, Pitt's defense was on was on its heels because um, for, for a bit, Pitt was, Pitt's defense was getting stops, but, the, but, Pitt, but Pitt's offense was sputtering to a point where they couldn't put the team, put, you know, they could put Syracuse away. And then, um, you know, Syracuse is able to recover and get back in the game, and, and that's the problem. Is Pitt's, you know, Pitt's offense right now is so one-dimensional that when you when you can't run the ball, you're pretty much screwed. I mean, hey, I'm happy Pitt put up 44 points. Well, three, you know, one part was because of the defense, you know, getting seven, but still, the offense—if you could put up 30-some points just running the ball. Hey, that's awesome. But you're not, you're not going to do it every week, and you have to have some sort of competent passing game, which we don't have. And well, that's what happens when you can't throw the ball. Is well, you can't put away your opponents sometimes. But all in all, really, this win—it's just a win. There's not much to take from it. I mean, we still have the same problems that we always had. You know, it's not going to change anything. Although I did see a little bit better play from the defense. The throw by Dungey was a good. Th- it was a good throw, actually. I mean, it's just that uh, Pitt was able to get the. You know, was able to, was able to strip him. You know, Taron Coleman stripped the stripped the uh, ball at the last minute. I mean, that, I mean that was a hell of a play by Coleman because. He didn't give up on a play. Whereas, if you watch a lot of Revis's highlights from when he was a pit, you know they're on YouTube. 
one thing I noticed about Revis is he never gave up on any plays. Even if that guy had that had that ball, he caught it. If he was, if the guy was tackled, Revis was still trying to jar that ball out. And that's what you want out of your secondary. As you want guys like that that, that that do stuff like that, they don't give up on plays. They just they, they want to make that pass incomplete or, or intercept as much as possible. And we saw that there. Whereas both those guys came down with it and Pitt just happened to strip it at the last minute. So it was a great play. Heads up play at that. So I don't think the, you know, the play call was a horrible call. I mean, Dungey went for the throat. And saw something. It's just uh, Coleman won the battle. And in Syracuse's case, if they would, if that would have been a touchdown, Pitt's obviously shocked. And next thing you know, Cuse is probably going for the uh, two-point conversion because Pitt's trying to recover from it, and they can't. Syracuse probably gets two and wins that game. But uh, Pitt prevailed, thank God. Oh well, guys. Such is life. But uh, Pitt's obviously got a tall order next week. They got Notre Dame, and I don't even know if uh, what's going to happen there. Of course, you know I went on Twitter and saw people saying that, uh, hey, you know, we should be ready for Pitt this week to play when they play Notre Dame because you know because the college football playoff. Well, here's the thing. We're going to probably lose the game anyway. It doesn't matter if, you know, what's at stake for the, for our rivals. It's just Notre Dame's... I mean, I was a solo in Notre Dame, and they're just blowing the rocks off of people now. I mean, they... Um, Virginia Tech, the game wasn't even close. You know, that whole uh, jump around, whatever, whatever crap they do. Obviously, it didn't work. Because they get the, they get the brick speed off of them. But, um, like I said, this one doesn't uh, solve anything as far as Pitt's woes are concerned. And, of course, they got they got playing their name. And, you know, there's this whole history has it crap about um, about how, you know, Pitt plays their name tough. And, yeah, true. But in this case, their name is more, more rounded this time, whereas Pitt isn't. All their name has to do is blow us out, and that's it. Or stop a running game for the most part. And that's, you know, we'll get into that later this week of what, you know, Pitt needs to do in order to win this game. I mean, pray for rain. I have no idea what they need to do, but. You know, uh, Taysier Mack was out, was out for the game, and obviously I wasn't uh, too crazy about that. And, but, you know, Rara Lopez had a hell of a you know catch and run, and but still though the you know the off the passing game the woes are just still there, and I don't know if we're going to work that. I mean, Parvitz play the play calling Parvitz, it's a lot play calling offensive line, and of course quarterback not being able to make reads, so it's a lot of stuff. But anyways, guys, it's a hell of a victory. Now, as far as the rest of the weekend goes with college football, not much to really be desired. It really wasn't, you know, there wasn't uh, matchup-wise, there wasn't anything great. I mean, 
yeah, Notre Dame with Vontek and at night. That game sucked. You had the Red River shootout between Oklahoma and Texas, and this turned out to be a really good game. Texas obviously surprised everybody. I thought Texas was going to get blown up by at least two touchdowns, but they came to play, and, uh, you know, all these jokes about Tom Herman, you know, he's been a running joke for a lot for a lot of the media because there was a lot of there were certain people who loved Charlie Strong, and things didn't work out under Charlie, and, you know, and Sean Watson was on, was on strong staff when Texas fell apart, but Texas was a dumpster fire to begin with, and until what Tom Herman's done so far, ever since losing to Maryland, it's been really good. I mean, they're knocking off some some, some decent teams, and Oklahoma, I guess, uh, was a favorite for the Big 12 title, but it doesn't look like it now, because you got Texas there. Then you got West Virginia. I mean, I mean, you got those three. This works out for West Virginia because they get to see the vulnerabilities in the, the both of those teams, and so for, the, for West Virginia, this game kind of helps. It's a scouting thing for them to you know see what where these guys are vulnerable, and you know if we're going back to the you know Penn State and West Virginia being in the, the top ten, well. They're there because they have solid foundations laid out for them. And I'm not just talking Dana. I'm talking, you know, for West Virginia, Don Nealon laid the foundation for, you know, for West Virginia football. And it's been carried on. I mean, when he left, Rich Rodriguez picked, picked up where he left off. I mean, he had a 3-8 season his first year, but he won a whole bunch after that. Bill Schneider, I mean, Bill Stewart kept it going somewhat. I mean, they, they won, I mean, they went to bowl games, but they weren't really the team that they were under Rich Rod. But the Stewart's credit, he had a hell of a staff that recruited like hell and they had some really good players. So when Dana took over, they left them some good players. And of course, Dana had to rebuild, you know, rebuild things because they were going to the Big 12 and they had to pretty much be acclimated to the Big 12 as far as their talent goes. And I think they're going to remain competitive in the Big 12. They, you know, well, they, you know, they may compete for a uh, conference title here and there, like, like, like this year. But, and I think they'll have some down years. But I, I think he'll keep them above water. But if I'm a West, if, but if I'm a West Virginia fan, I wouldn't really expect more because the, the league is run by Texas and Oklahoma. So, just take your seat at the dinner table and eat because you're not getting anything more than what you're getting. Penn State, obviously, the foundation was laid by Paterno and. Plenty of, um, you know, to be said there. But as a lot of people said, the program needed a change, and Joe stayed for. The, the reason why Penn State fell off towards the end of, you know, during Paterno's time, even even uh, when Bill Brown and the Fra- James Franklin era, is because, you know, Paterno and his staff stayed for too long and they were outdated. And bringing in Bill O'Brien and Franklin. You know, Penn State football was modernized a little bit. And well, there you go. The foundation was there. It just needed some updates. And getting you know, the dinosaurs out of there was probably the biggest thing for uh, for Penn State. Because they were pretty much, you know, you know, 
that's that's pretty much what they were. I mean, much less dinosaurs, but more like fossils anymore. Anymore. And like you know, Joe should have been going after the uh, Orange Bowl in two thousand five. That's when he should have exited. But he wanted to keep coaching, and I think he wanted to coach till he died. Because we saw what happened with Bill, o- you know, not Bill O'Brien, but uh, the uh, shoot the coach from uh, Alabama. His name's escapes you now, but as soon as he, uh, as soon as he retired from Bama, he died a few. He died a few months later. And Joe would go to the same fate. Of course, Joe had cancer, and it was treatable. But the problem is, is uh, I guess as we saw in the movie. He, um, with his injury, I guess, uh, he had a, he obviously had an injury a few, few years, a few weeks back, and plus he had pneumonia, and it really wasn't treatable at that point. They couldn't do anything for him because of, you know, that because of his age, too. But, uh, looking back at this whole week, I mean, the big game was, one of the big games was Florida LSU, and LSU's kind of a fool's gold type of thing, and... I'm surprised they, um, you know, they, they were top five and Florida knocked them off. Texas, Oklahoma was exciting, and you know, the guy from Texas is going to be a legend now for that kick he made, and he was a true freshman. And what was great about that was Tom Herman mentioned that the, the snapper was a freshman, the holder was a freshman, and the uh, kicker was a freshman. I mean, can you imagine that happen like that happening at Pitt right now? I mean, that'd be. A, Shoot, we would have we'd have we'd be on Prozac with all that stuff being missed. Mississippi State up knocked off Auburn, who's ranked who was ranked you know number eight. So a uh, you know, big win for Joe Moorhead and Luke Getze. And uh, I don't know what's going on with Auburn. I mean, I'm not sure what it is. They have talent, but they just keep losing some, these odd games. Central Florida you know, knocked off SMU, so. Pitt has that going for him. Stanford got the, the, snot, the snot knocked out of him. Which to me was kind of odd. Iowa State knocked off Oklahoma State 48-42, which is a huge win for them. Um, we'll get we'll get to some of, some of the ACC games. Northwestern, they always give Michigan State a hard time. They won that one. I thought Michigan State was going to win it, but it is what it is. Yeah, Stanford beat the crap out. You know, Stanford got the crap beat out by Utah, which is which is odd. Oh well. Washington tenth rank knocked off UCLA, so they'll probably move up in the polls. Pac Pac twelve never really gets much respect. It's because they're not you know outside USC. There really hasn't been anybody that's you know been all that threatening. But let's get to the ACC and around it. Georgia Tech beat the crap out of Louisville. And I didn't realize how bad Louisville was until I, I figured Tech would win this game. But they just beat the crap out of Louisville. I mean, they had 500 yards rushing, I think is what it was. Total. Over 500. Clemson didn't lose a beat after, after, after nearly losing to Syracuse. Clemson beats Wake by 60. So Wake is obviously having their troubles this season. Florida State, Miami. 
Florida State led the whole game. Then Miami decides you know they need to switch quarterbacks because like, you know the quarterback they have, we all know about him very well. He sucks. And Miami's only get so far as does a quarterback will allow them to go. They make the change of quarterback, and the rest was history. They came all the way back to beat Florida State 28-27. Which kind of sucks for Lloyd Taggart because if he wins that game, he you know the heat is taking off of him a good bit. You know, if Mark Rick would have lost this game, there'd been a lot of heat, a lot of heat put on him after that. NC State beats Boston College 28-23. NC State's looking good. And that Clemson game, that's going to be a key one for them. So, I mean, that, uh, shoot, that, you know, the uh, Atlantic may come down to NC State and uh, Clemson. So, they all have that going for them. Now, as far as the rest of the weekend goes, the Steelers, um, sorry, I'm drinking my coffee. The Steelers had a nice win over Atlanta, beat them pretty big. I'm shocked how bad, how far Atlanta's fallen. They pretty much peaked at the Super Bowl, and then, well, actually, they peaked at halftime at the Super Bowl, and it's been downhill for them ever since. You know, Matt Ryan hasn't really been the same. Actually, the whole team has been the same. And you know, Julio held up. Julio Jones held up for more money. And um, obviously, it didn't work out for him. I understand why he did because that team's really nothing without him. And Matt Ryan obviously is not the same quarterback as he's been. And it's just you know, with him, like him and Roethlisberger. You know, Ben wasn't all that perfect either, but these they're getting older and they're getting old and they might not have some years. They may they may be running out of time here. You know, for some quarterbacks it's hard to keep up. I mean, somehow Bray's been able to do it, but these guys are I think are a little, little more beat up. I mean in Ben's case, he Ben loved to move around the pocket, loved to scramble. He would take a lot of hits. Obviously, it's probably catch up to him. And plus, he's a, he's a big guy as well. So, I mean, those knees can only hold up for so long. I know he lost weight. It's you know, it's a lot of things. I mean, Matt Ryan's been the, been been with Atlanta since I think 2000, 2006 maybe two thousand seven. It was right, it was around the time when uh, Michael Vick was gone. So if you think about it, Ryan really should be aging that bad. I mean, he's younger than Ben. He shouldn't be falling apart this uh, this early. But the you know, Buffalo held on for a win. Cleveland won another game. You know the uh, the, the Texans Cowboys game last night was horrible. I mean, I, I you know. It just uh, it was a combination of two teams trying to outdumb each other. I don't know, guys, but uh, James Conner had a huge game. I guess like it's Atlanta. He uh, over hundred yards rushing and almost hundred yards receiving as well. I mean, he 
he looks he's like like a lot of people say he looks a lot better than in college. He looks a lot quicker. And there's some people that say that he's you know he's not bad. He's not the future guy like Levy and Bell. Which you know I mean I'm sure that's fine if he's not. But he's a hell of a football player, and I guess he showed it there. And I don't think he's as bad as people say he is. He may not have the career that, you know, like, say, like, Michelle McCoy had, but I think he's going to have a decent, you know, some, some, some of a career. I mean, if Dylan Lewis can get himself a $20 million deal, I'm sure, uh, you know, Connor will, too. But anyways, guys, I'm running out of stuff to say. Hell of a pit. You guys have a good week. Enjoy. Let's jump into Pepper's world of play. Look for spring flowers. Hunt for muddy puddles and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.